It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. What do you make of this week? And, and, and you know, how do you, how do you anticipate the team responding from not just last year's playoff victory, but, but the start of the season you've had, you must, you must feel like Sporting Kansas City is, is a good place to play. Um, well, as you know, Tom, this league, uh, it's, it's super competitive and it doesn't really, uh, from week to week, it really doesn't matter. And that's why I think for most, most coaches, it's really about preparing for the opponent in front of you because what happened last week is no indication of, um, what's going to happen the following week. And so for us, um, obviously they're, uh, you know, they're, they've, they've had a couple of players that have been out as well. They changed back. They went to a three in the back, um, which is unusual for them. And so I think there's that little tweak in, into what they may do. Uh, I, I think for us, it's really thinking about the areas that we need to continue to improve on as a group. Um, and then obviously, you know, looking at their scouts in areas where, in the three where they're vulnerable, in a four where they're vulnerable, um, and and the and the inverse, you know, where they're dangerous in, in both those setups. So for us, I think the focus again has been about us and how we need to continue to improve. Um, and then taking that and seeing where we can exploit our opponents. Um just out of curiosity, I I was looking for the first time in a couple of weeks, I guess, at the the fixtures and um and I guess I, I had forgotten just how difficult the start to your season is. Then, it, you know, I think it's the next six games. If you go through them, it goes Sporting Kansas City into Colorado into, you know, there's Portland, LA Galaxy. I mean, it's just crazy. Have you addressed that with the team at all? Or is it, is it just simply a one game at a time? We'll figure it out when it comes. It, it really is. I, I think it's daunting to look at, you know, you know when, I, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the schedule first came out, I was I was a bit shocked, you know, but then you start really thinking about this league, Tom, and you realize there's no easy game in this league. So um, I, I think that was years past where you're like, oh, we don't want to face those guys. Every team in this league, Dallas has a new look to them and they're doing fantastic. Houston, uh, the same way. Um, so really, every team in this league is 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 a big opponent. And so for us, it's really about keeping it very uh, much about the process, very much about ourselves. Um, because again, I think if you spend too much time on your opponents, then, then you lose sight of who you are. So yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's not an easy schedule. Um, but I think if you ask every team in this league, they'll say that their schedule isn't easy either. Um, lastly, for me, um, when you go on the road, you put, you try and play slightly differently. Um, certainly last Last time you were in Sporting Kansas City, I was I was there in person, and, and you were you were evidently trying to frustrate the 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 home team and the home crowd. Um, subsequently, P- Peter Vermees kind of lost his marbles, which which is like him. You've been around this league for quite some time. Is that the plan again this week? One to to try and frustrate uh, Sporting Kansas City, and, and two, do you get any joy out of out of looking you know across the sideline and seeing Peter Vermees just just lose his absolute mind? Is that is that fun for you? No, uh, 
I, I think we all as coaches experience those moments, you know, so there's a lot of empathy um, for, for all us coaches in this league. It's not an easy job um, in particular, you know, especially at home, you want to make sure you're playing well and, and you're getting results and you're bringing the crowd into it. So for us, I, I think, you know, we, uh, we, we have a good rehearsal having been there the last, you know, you know, two times in the last few months, I will say though, um, you know, there's, again, there's different feelings when you go into, into every game. And so for us, it's really about being disciplined, being organized. Um, and I think taking our chances, you know, I think, uh, you know, sporting is a team that also wants to really get on the board early. So we may have to absorb a bit of, uh, uh you know, a bit of an attack early on, but, uh, really thinking about how we're going to settle into the game in particular with the ball, um, and how we want to kind of threaten them. So, um, the, the mindset that we had going into the playoffs last year, which was making sure that we're coming into halftime in a good way, hasn't changed from the first game this season. We want to make sure that, you know, we're, we don't put ourselves in a bad spot, especially on the road. Um, and so discipline, that's discipline, organization, communication, those, those three things. And if we can do that and, and keep a scoreline in, in a place where we feel like we can really make a, a push towards the end, then that's what we'll do. All right, DJ. I'm going to get the hard-hitting stuff out of the way first, Pablo. <clears throat> I know you love the universe, and I know you love, you know, attention to detail. Tate Schmidt scores the game-winning goal. Have you seen the photo of the dog up on the edge of the railing observing the celebration, looking like he wants to get involved? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I want your reaction to that. So you'll have to go see that, and then you can share that later on. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right, now we'll get to the more the more important stuff. Uh, do you think, I, I know every game stands on its own as you just addressed, but do you think there is a little bit of carryover when a team's gone into a building and had success repeatedly? Obviously this group, two games last year, you can go back further and some of the guys weren't on the team, so that doesn't matter. Do, do you think it matters when you go to a place where you've had success and there's a good vibe? Um, I would say, again, that, that's not nothing that we've spoken about. I think you have to be really careful with that. Cause you get into a place of um, I, I, th I think when that becomes the, the talking point, at least for our group, then there's a sense of like overconfidence. And the one thing you can't do in this league is underestimate any opponent at any time, regardless of how your previous uh, fixtures went. And so for us, uh, that hasn't even been brought up. It's, it's not a place that we like to go play. It's a, it's a very difficult place to play. And if we're not, operating at our best if we're not tuned in if we're not on the front foot if we're not recovering the right way then then we won't get a result so I, I go the other way with 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 that in that the only reason we got good results there is because the preparation for those games and the mindset in those games were 10 out of 10 without those they're not going to let no no one lays down you have to earn the right and so we're going to have to go to Kansas City and start all over again and earn the right and find our way into the game and find our way uh, you know, through the game. This team has been uh, under a lot of pressure for a long time, and it has been you know, the whole end of last season just on the playoff line, just a little above it or a little below it. So there was that sense of desperation you talk about that pushes it forward. As you get more success here at the start, people are starting to say nice things about you. Do you guard against that? Because – Hey, three wins in a row feels great, but 
you know, two weeks from now, that streak could be over and everyone could feel lousy. So how do you keep that sense of desperation when things are going well? Well, again, I think it starts with, with us, you know, uh, coaches. And, and again, those aren't talking points for us. We're not, um, it's like, it's like winning the, the, the first 50 meters of a mile. It's like, congratulations. What have you done? You know? So for us, it's, it's not about that. It's about the process. It's about looking for ways we can improve. Um, what I'll tell you is I'm extremely, extremely proud of the way we've competed, uh, the way we've managed games, the way that guys have stepped in for other players that are injured and have kept the level high. Um, there's a lot of great things I'm proud of. Um, and, and I think the results are a byproduct of that, you know? And so I think we have to double down on that and continue to improve. You know, I think, um, the moment you feel any type of, you know, it, like you've achieved something, uh, you know, you rest on your laurels. That's, that's when you start to lose sight of what this is all about. This is about growth. This is about getting better as, as coaches, as players, as a club, uh, we want to we want to be um, a great club and we all know that we have to earn the right to do that. And we know that the only way to do that is to come in every day and be the best version of yourself and challenge your teammates and challenge your staff and um, and, and and be all in together. Um, and I think that's the most important thing. Now that you've had time to rewatch that game, what do you think Kappelhoff brought to the group and how do you think he can improve going forward? Yeah, I think, again, I think he had a, a really big performance. You know, I think, again, in the first half, um, Nashville did a really good job of really pinning our um, our central defenders and keeping them tight and allowing and, – and, 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 and doing that, you know, Tate and Brody ended up on the back line. So we went into a five higher up the field, which isn't ideal for what we want to do. Um, and so I think they, got, they, they had the more dangerous moments – I think in the second half, a couple of adjustments, you know, Kapelhoff did a really good job of um, anticipating when to drop, when the ball was going in behind, but also when to step in into that spot. And uh, I felt like they had a lot less joy um, because of, you know, some of the actions um, Johan took. Obviously, I think he's a good player with the ball. He's got a good understanding of of, of how we want to build and, and what that looks like. Um, and, and again, his, his ability to communicate and also the calming influence of his experience, I think, goes a long way with the group. So I think it was a, a great way to introduce himself to the, to the team, um, having joined us late in the preseason and really did well. And, and now it's just building on that performance. How much does this run by Zach remind you of the way he played for you in Colorado six years ago? Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar. It's similar. Um, and I think you know, having met up with him a couple a few years later in similar positions, my, myself as a coach and, and him, him and goal. And, and it's just weird how, how those things kind of work. But I, you know, for me, Zach is playing with a lot of confidence and, and when you're playing with confidence and goal, you know, the goal shrinks, the ball gets bigger um, and he's anticipating plays before they happen. And, and the other part too, is his ability to communicate with the back line and the confidence I think that he brings uh, with his experience as well. And so I think he's, uh, he, he's doing great for himself. He's doing great for this team. Um, and it's really exciting to see, uh, you know, it, you know, him take, take the opportunity and, 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 and really guide this group from, from the back. Thanks, Pablo. Appreciate it.
Thank you. Jake, do you have anything for Pablo? Yeah, I got two quick ones. Pablo, pardon the facetious nature of this question, but you guys had two thrilling wins in Kansas City at the end of last season. What can you really do to, I guess, up the ante in that regard, if anything? Again, I, I think the I think every game occurs in isolation. I, I don't think there's any kind of residual um, effect from from those two games. I think for us, again, it's it's earning the right. I think you have to go in there and you have to if, if those games are in the past are going to be relevant. It's about how you're performing in real time during the game. And then it might conjure some some memories of the past. But it's the onus is on us to stay disciplined and organized and affect the game in a way that allows um, those experiences to come through. But but like I said, SKC for me is still one of the best teams in this league year over year. Uh, they got a fantastic coach, uh, great staff, um, and and a you know a great fan base as well that make it very difficult. So um, for us, it's 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 making sure that we're prepared and we go in with the right mindset. Kate has taken a lot of the headlines rightfully with those two game winners, but Bobby Woods had a really good start to the season. What have you seen from him that's different so far this year than what we saw previously last year? It's it's great question. I you know I think it's so interesting because. Uh, you know, fitness is is a real thing in, in soccer. You know, it's a running sport, although 90% of the players that play don't like to run, um, which is a really interesting paradox. Um, I'll say Bobby came in fit in the preseason. He's worked extremely hard um, to get himself in a place where he can be dangerous with and without the ball. And, and I feel like last year um, he was very one-dimensional in that he was – he was turned on when he received the ball. Um, I think this year what he's doing um, is multifaceted in that he's dynamic when he has the ball, but he's also able to make repetitive dynamic movements beyond the back line to open up space for his teammates as well. Um, and, and, and so I think when you have both of those options, you become harder to mark and you find yourself in better positions. Um, and so he's really been driving the group from the front line um, as, as Zach has been doing from the back. Um, and, and really, again, relying on his experience, relying on his competitiveness that he has week in and week out in training and his desire to want to continue to improve, the desire to want to get in front of goal and, and finish um, a, a drastic improvement. But it comes from confidence. And I believe his confidence came in coming into preseason, you know, fit and, and prepared to go. Thanks, Pablo. Thank Joe, you. Do you have anything? Yeah, uh, first thing I wanted to ask was uh, just about the return of Aaron Herrera. He saw some minutes this past weekend. Uh, how's he doing, and how do you envision using him as as a part of a back three lineup? Because I know that last year he was used uh, where Brody's been playing on the wing, but also as a, as a third center back. Yep. Um, so yeah, so Aaron, um, he's 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 doing well, although uh, a, a minor setback yesterday. As to the extent of it, we're still trying to trying to figure that out. I think more uh, exams will be coming in today. He'll go get tested a little bit today to see where he's at. But I, I think it's really interesting, and I think you see it in, in a, you know a different cu- cu- clubs in our league kind of utilize the back three, and then it's kind of like a wild card with uh, you know whether it's a a six or in like DC's case, it's a, it's a right back that plays the right sided center back um, and. 
I thought when, when Aaron played in that position, I thought he was dynamic. You know, oftentimes teams don't account for a center back making surging runs down the right side. And in this case, it's a lot of times it's through that right half space and then allowing Brody to run kind of the, 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 the right wide channel. And after a few games, the understanding with Brody and Aaron to, 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 to where Brody was maybe coming inside into that half space and then Aaron was overlapping as a wingback and then Brody holding his position. So you can get really creative when you have a more dynamic um, outside back playing that position versus three central defenders Um, and his ability to make plays, you know, he doesn't feel um, threatened playing one V one. He likes to get into tackles. He he can chase beyond. So his athleticism really pays, pays a lot of dividends back there. Um, And so it was great to see when he came in the game of the weekend. I thought he did a really good job uh, neutralizing that right side. And so, you know, we're, we're optimistic that the, uh, the exam comes back in a positive way and that he'll be available for the weekend against Kansas City. Yeah, and then do you have any other updates on the injured players? Um, Rubio uh, played 60 minutes with the Monarchs at the weekend and, and came through pretty good. Looked pretty sharp today in training. So I think he'll be available. Dami's making great progress, um, and uh, the weekend is is still questionable. But uh, again, he hasn't really joined the team, so that that'll be doubtful, I think. Um, but but may be on the bench for some minutes. Um, Jay Glad, um, they're doing an exam uh, this afternoon. Um, obviously, I think he's going to be out for a little bit, and. Anyone else I'm missing? Oh, Ochoa. He, uh, Ochoa is making great strides. Uh, he's he's training uh, individually with our with with our goalkeeper coach Nacho before before the the team goes out. And uh, his quad is is getting strong. And uh, hopefully in the next week or two he'll be joining the team full. So, and uh, oh, and Marcelo, uh, his toe. Looks to be healing, um, still has a little bit of pain, uh, trained with us uh, for, for the majority of the session today and came away still feeling a bit painful. So he's questionable for the weekend as well, um, but again, moving in the right direction. So again, it's been, uh, it's been the same story, I think, for us through the preseason and, and the first few games. But uh, one thing that I can't be more proud of this group for is the ability for the next guy to step up and really contribute. And then I have one more question. Is it okay if I switch to Spanish for this one? Sure. Okay. Bueno, quería preguntar porque ya sabía de que usted y también Elliot han hablado sobre nuevos jugadores viniendo al club durante esta ventana que ya se va a cerrar en un poco más de un mes. Ya se todavía esperan eso de tener algunos nuevos fichajes durante esta ventana o más más probable que vamos a verlos en el verano. Sabe, el tema de, de los jugadores que no están en, con el club siempre son difícil fichar porque también hay que negociar el, los contratos con los clubes. Hay muchas cosas que, que, que deben pasar antes que el, el, el jugador viene al club. No te puedo decir que van a venir en esta ventana o en, en el verano, pero lo que te puedo decir es que el club está trabajando eh, todos los días para para cumplir eso, para traer unos jugadores para, para nuestro club, para fortalecer el grupo, pero no, no, te, no, no te puedo dar lo específico porque no lo sé, 